If you're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast, you're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Smoke World. I'm your host, Stone. So go grab that stick. Go grab a glass, whatever you're drinking. Let's sit back and have a conversation. You can follow me on Instagram at Smoke World Podcast. Email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com. Smokeworldpodcast.com is the website. Go check it out. Go support the sponsors. Today, I'm sitting here at the lounge. We have the Rocky Patel guest, my brother Alex. He's going to be sitting here. We also have some of the Brothers of the Leaf. We're going to do a town hall type of format. So we're going to go around the room. we have any conversation. we have a couple questions. We're going to rock. It's going to be a different setup, but you're going to love it. So my brother Alex, thank you for joining us today. How Appreciate you your time. So we want to kind of talk about what's going on with Rocky Patel at this moment. Before we do that, mm-hmm. I want to get a little demographic on you, where you're from, how long you've been working for Rocky Patel. All right, so uh, I live in North Delaware right now, but home is all over the place. So I was a military brat growing up, and I moved all over the damn place. So home is wherever I have my feet at at the moment. So right now it's North Delaware. Uh, I've been with Rocky for about four years now, but I have been working in cigars and in the tobacco industry for almost a decade. Okay. I started on the retail side. I worked for a very small boutique company called Jay Fuego for almost a year. Worked with another boutique conglomerate called Boutiques Unified. Worked with them for about two and a half years, and then I got on board with Rocky. So I've been doing this road gig for about seven now. How long have you been smoking cigars? Mm. Let's see. I started, my first cigar was when I was 18 in Florida. That was my first cigar. Now, my mom's the one that got me into cigars as a whole. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, that's an interesting story. We gotta, okay, now you, you sparked something. Okay, all right. Now, now we're going to elaborate on that a little bit. So your mom started you on cigars. Mm-hmm. Not weed. Cigars. No, okay. no. weed right. was my own thing. Okay. I eventually started smoking <laughs> with my mom with that. That's its own story. But cigars is all my mom. Okay. So my mom was, my whole family was military. My dad was 28 years in the Air Force. My mom did 22 years in the Army National Guard. So after 9-11, she got uh, stationed up at Staten Island to do the cleanup. Uh, Okay. So she was working that cleanup up there, going through that whole mess. And at the end of the day, you know, anybody who's military knows you got limits on what you can do to uh, rest and relax at the end of the day. Can't drink too much, if anything at all. So a lot of service people end up smoking cigars. So she sees all the guys at the end of the day sitting there smoking cigars and being, you know, a female in a very male-dominated space. She's got to keep face with everybody. So they yell over to her, hey, Kraft, come over here and smoke a cigar with us. Sits down. She smokes a Romeo e Giulietta as her first cigar. And kicks her ass, but she's not going to let any of the guys see that. You know, she can't let them see that at all. Hey, what do you think? Oh, it was great. Well, have another one. So after that, she's smoking cigars the whole time she's there. She gets done, gets a a, a half wheel, basically a cigar is given to her, brings them home and introduces my dad to them. So, and they were going through a rough patch, we'll say at that point in time. Okay. And they worked through it by smoking cigars in the garage. I remember those times where they would go out and they would go, Alex, 
Mom and Dad are going outside to have some us time. You only come out and bother us if the house is burning down or one of you is bleeding. And they go in the garage and they'd hang out there for a couple hours. They come back in smelling like smoke, but they worked through all their bullshit through smoking cigars together. So one thing led to another and eventually I started smoking with them. Uh, my mom opened up a shop in Jersey and that's where I got my retail start at. And then now I'm here. Wow. You, what was your first cigar? Was that Romeo and Juliet? Mm -mm. What, what was now, that? My first cigar was a freaking acid. Oh, okay. So yeah, you remember was, what your first cigar was. It was an acid tin. Um, one of the tins. I don't remember what blend in particular. Right. But I was down in Florida. I knew my parents smoked cigars. I knew about cigars. I knew the process of it because we would hang out together. I would, I would drink with my parents gotcha. all the time. It was like, why go to a shitty party with shitty booze? and deal with shitty people when I can stay at home, drink for free, and drink good stuff. So I would hang out with them and I would drink with them. So they always smoke cigars, so I kind of picked up through osmosis like how you smoke a cigar, what it is to, to smoke a cigar. So that's kind of how I got used to it. But my first one was down in Florida. I was down there for my senior trip. I was the only one who was 18 out of my group. So I went into this little cigar store in Orlando and they're like, oh, dude, uh, I don't know, get an acid. I hear those are really good. So I got this little tin of acids that I could share with all the people who were there. And we smoked those, and I was like, eh, it's whatever. I didn't really love it. And I came back home maybe a couple weeks later. I'm hanging out in the garage with the, the family, the neighbors. We're having some drinks. And uh, I just go, so I tried an acid the other day. My mom goes, you did what? You tried what? It was like I smoked an acid. Like, what? Oh, you smoked an acid. I thought, you, I thought you said you tried acid. That, <laughs> was, that wasn't for a few years later. That wasn't until a few years later. I, I had to be a little bit, you know, that's, that's what college is for. But uh, yeah, they went, okay, you aren't smoking that anymore. And they started giving me some real, you know, stuff. real cigars, quote unquote. Now, right. Yeah, I'm not going to rag on anybody. No, no that's what I said. Yep. You smoke what you like at the end Absolutely. of the day. You like acids, smoke acids. You like Java's, smoke Java's. You like Underground, smoke Underground. You like Rocky, definitely smoke Rocky. Whatever you like. Yep, it's like Burger King, have it your way. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right, so what do you normally pair your cigars with? I see tonight you got some uh So some tonight basil I got Hayden. some basil Hayden. I got the dark rye going on. Got a combination of chicken and broccoli. You got the dark mm -hmm. and a regular. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, mad at that. You know, I'm just going hard for, for you know, in honor of the podcast. But, now, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like whiskey. I like bourbon. I like scotch. I like a good beer. Uh, it really depends on what I'm smoking, how much I've smoked throughout the day. You know, what will pair well or what will get through what I smoked today. How many cigars do you think you smoke a day? Mm. Monday through Friday, I'm probably about five a day. Really? Yeah, give or take. He's a gangster. Yeah, okay. about that. On the weekends, Saturday, Sunday, I might smoke one. Gotcha. You know, not now, is that because you are working? Mostly because I'm working. You okay. know, uh, Saturday, Sunday, you know, the, I'm not on the road. I'm not in cigar stores. I'm not dealing with cigar people all day so I, I only get to smoke so much I do some yard work I get done I sit outside with a beer I have a cigar you know my wife knows like that's my time you Leave know I, I get I get one a day Saturday Sunday that's the thing all right now as you know a person look on the outside a lot of times we think as cigar smokers we look at the reps and think man that's the life you know you get to smoke cigars and travel and talk to people so what are the pros and cons you think but being a rep, what are I some mean, of the good things that you get? Okay, you get to maybe smoke five cigars a day. Yeah. 
you know, but, that's, that's nice. Right. So, you know, give us that whole inside scoop. Yeah, so, a, a day in the life in being a Rocky Patel rep. Being a rep is, uh, I mean, it's the best job I ever had. I'm not okay. going to lie on that. It's great. Uh, I do get to do all of that. You know, I get to come out here. This is me working, having a cigar, talking with you fine folk, drinking some goose. You know, that, that's, a, that's a good day. But like any job, there's a lot of BS that comes with it, too. You know, it's a sales job. So I'm dealing with people all the time. I'm constantly going. I'm constantly on the road. I'm, I'm driving all over the place. I'm, I'm, and the worst part, in all honesty, is the driving. The driving. Everywhere. I mean, I live in traffic. Traffic is my, my spirit animal at this point in time. And I take it you smoke in your car. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way I'd be able to get through all the freaking traffic. What else am I going to do whenever I'm sitting on 95 traffic like today that's been backed up for seven hours? What else am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my car. I'm going to smoke a cigar. I'm going to have some water or something and just chill out. Like, Gotcha. So like pros and cons. Okay, now, Rocky Patel. Now, as I recall, Rocky was the man. Not saying he's not the man now, but back in the late 90s, Rocky really kind of took over the industry. There was nothing. You couldn't go nowhere and not see Rocky. Things may have slowed down a little bit for Rocky, but what's going on with Rocky at this moment? So, I mean, Rocky, Rocky did a lot for the industry at that point in time. I mean, he's one of the few companies that got through the boom, which was that like mid-90s, early 90s influx of cigar smokers and cigar culture. He started in the boom and he got through the boom. So many companies never were able to do that. Now... Today, it might feel like he's slowed down because he's not out and about in the same way. But Rocky is busier than he's ever been at this point in time. Uh, one of the big things he's doing is he's working on FDA regs. He's constantly fighting the FDA regulations that are going on. Uh, he works with the CRA. He works with the PCA. He works with these various different uh, advocacy and lobbying groups to try and keep the government out of premium cigars. And that is what takes up a lot of his time right now. Really? So he might not be out on the road in the same way that he was. He might not be doing events every single day, Monday through Friday, in the same way that he was. But he is constantly out there. He spends a lot of time in D.C. Mm. Just constantly pushing for less regulations on cigars. So where do you think we stand with that as far as, if you know, some of those restrictions that the government are trying to implement? Where do we stand? Do we have a good chance to hopefully be able to enjoy our cigars in the near future where I have to pay some astronomical price or shutting down the flavored or infused cigars? Yeah, right what, in now, your opinion, if you know. Right now, the honest answer is that it's a little nebulous. We don't really know. Every time we take a step forward, we end up taking a step back. It's a, it's a constant tug of war. We aren't losing the fight, but we aren't really winning it right now either. Uh, so that's troublesome. I mean, this has been going on since, God, whenever I first started getting into the industry, we were talking about the first set of regulations coming in, and that was 10 years ago. And as of right now, we're damn near close to the same spot that we were. Mm. So things haven't necessarily progressed for them. We've won some battles, but we've lost others. So it's a constant fight. The moment, at this particular moment, the big fight is on flavored cigars. And what is the future of that? Uh, the current administration is, is pushing to get rid of flavored cigarettes and flavored machine cigars. So that would be menthols, that would be uh, black and milds, that would be backwoods. You know, they're, 
they're pushing to eliminate all of that, anything that is non-tobacco flavored. And it's likely that that is going to happen. I don't know when, but that seems likely at this point in time. Uh, we don't know what that impact is going to be on premium cigars. And that's where one of the fights is right now, okay. trying to keep them out of the premium cigar side. And that's kind of the current battle line. Is it politics, else. you think? Because each administration has their own agenda. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say we're going to get into politics, but I do believe politics play a big role. 100%. Depends who's in the, whose administration yeah. it is at that point in time. And their, and their point of view on cigar or tobacco, yeah. it all, related it, products. It all plays in. So, I mean, on the stereotypical side, you would say uh, more of a Democrat left-wing right. uh, agenda would be more anti-smoking, and a more right-wing agenda would be more you know, pro-business, is typically what you'd see. Now, when it comes down to cigars, that seems to go right out the window. Uh, the last administration didn't really do much to help. They didn't do much to hurt, but they didn't really do much to help either. Okay. And the current administration is definitely pushing towards uh, more regulations and more restrictions. At the end of the day, part of it is a messaging thing. Okay. You know, we've been dealing with uh, anti-tobacco messaging since the master agreement in 98 and before that. The master agreement was the, the big court case that uh, went against the cigarette companies. Right. Uh, involving, you know, like the Marlboro Camel and all of that kind of stuff. Joe Cool, all of those things, right. trying to keep them away from kids. And it was very obvious that cigarette companies were doing that at that point of in course. time. But the messaging there was essentially tobacco is bad, right? <laughs> tobacco bad. That's, that's it. That's a simple message. Gets out there to people. Right. We have to combat with a complex message, which is, yes certain tobacco products can be bad and there is an innate risk to smoking tobacco sure but cigars in comparison to cigarettes are a vastly different process you aren't inhaling it doesn't have all the extra chemicals and additives it's a it's a natural product all of those and we all get that every one of us here smoking gets that but the general public doesn't and whenever your your messaging is smoking bad tobacco bad versus all of that that I just said right. defining right it's harder to it's harder to fight that fight that message is harder to get across so some of it is politics and some of it is just a general perception that we're still fighting from the 90s okay okay well, I got my brothers here the leaf I'm not gonna hold the mic brother Israel here you go here's the mic hey Alex uh, my name is Israel. Um, one question I have for you in regards to Rocky Patel. Don't know if you can answer this or not, but what's in the works now? What new cigars are coming out now? So uh, I can't speak too heavily on that. We have a, a few new things coming out uh, this summer. So uh, as far as I know, if I remember correctly, we have three brand new blends uh, the return of the AOR will be coming back and a couple special items that we're working on. Uh, the one I can talk about is the 60th anniversary. Uh, that is for Rocky's 60th birthday. Okay. So that's a new cigar that's coming out. We've been putting some pressers out for it and getting people ready for it. It's a box press cigar out of Nicaragua. Stays in the medium bodied range. Uh, really, really complex and flavorful. I'm a big fan of it. I got to try one in April. Uh, out in Atlanta. 
and it was very good. I was very impressed. It reminds me a little bit of the quarter century as far as complexity goes, but is not as full-bodied as the quarter century is. So that's, a, that's one to, to kind of keep on the radar. The other couple uh, I can't really say much about, gotcha. but uh, <laughs> they're all high-end, high-quality sticks we're putting out. You know, our, uh, the cigars that we're putting out are going to be... We aren't putting out the $10 stick right now. We're putting out the $15 or the $20 stick. We're putting out the stuff that is, is higher quality and will help round out the portfolio a little bit more than just the, the, the usual $10 stick that everybody... What's the point in coming out with the same $10 cigar that's a little different than the other $10 cigar you put right. out, you know, two years ago? Yep. Relaxing now, prices. So we're 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 starting to try and compete more in that market right okay. now. You know, you've got your padrones out there. You've got you know your undercrowns out there. You've got your or not undercrowns, uh, Liga Privadas. You got you got your your Davidoffs. You got these cigars that are out there that are in that price point that are of that quality. And we haven't competed as much in that market right now. So we're starting to branch more into that market and try and get a little bit more of a foothold there. Okay, that, that leads me to the other question. Um, now, here at Cigar Sessions, they have a huge selection of boutique cigars. Mm-hmm. How do you see Rocky competing against that? Are you looking for a new platform to connect with other cigar smokers? consumers, lounges, and brands while escaping tobacco-related rules of other social media platforms. Then look no further. Stogie Lives, the new social media platform for cigar lovers created by a female. So come join Stogie Lives, S-T-O-G-I-E-L-I-V-E-S dot com, where every cigar lover has a place to connect. So boutiques are interesting. I come from a boutique background. You know, I, I started in a small shop that had a boutique following, and I worked for boutique companies before I got on with Rocky. So I got a special place in my heart for boutiques, 100%. Uh, at the end of the day, they're separate markets, you know? Uh, you think about, let's say, uh, you go to a bar, right? And you, the, the bar on tap has Coors Light, has Bud Light, uh, has Miller Lite and then has a bunch of microbrews or craft beers on tap as well. You ask that bar, what's the most that they're going to sell? Well, uh, IPA guy who loves the craft brew is probably going to say XYZ. I don't know, the high lie, whatever. But no, not at all. It's going to be the Coors Light or it's going to be the Bud Light. Right. So at the end of the day, there's separate markets almost to be had for that. There's, there's the guy who's going to buy the, the Rocky Patel, which is, you know, the, the, the 99 for all intents and purposes, and this isn't to say anything bad, is the Coors Light. You know, it is that easy smoking, affordable, everyday cigar for the everyday smoker. The guy who loves the IPA craft beer, he's not going to go to that. He's, he's a separate market. He's going to go to that, that boutique side. And the boutique guys, they can be fickle at times. You know, they're, they're always looking for what's new, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But that's kind of what they're looking for. So it's kind of a different market. 
where we're competing with them, or at least kind of in the same vein as them, is we're, we're starting to incorporate more Nicaraguan tobacco into our blends. Gotcha. And Nicaraguan is kind of where, especially the boutique side is at right now, uh, and where a lot of the market tends to be going. So we're branching into more Nicaraguan. A lot of the stuff we're putting out right now has a lot of Nicaraguan tobacco in it. It's playing more towards the medium to full body. So we kind of compete in that realm. But at the end of the day, they're kind of two separate entities that can coexist, you know? Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to pass the mic on. Good evening. My name is Dwight, and thank you for having me on this podcast. Um, Basically, um, what is Rocky's most popular cigar as of right now? So our most popular by far is the Vintage 99. That's by far our most popular. Connecticut wrapper, like I said, it's, it's, it's the Bud Light. It's that everyday smoker. Uh, after that, you've got the Edges, you've got the Vintage 1990, you've got the Javas. You know, you've got this whole kind of mix of stuff. But by, by and large, the Vintage 99 is our best-selling cigar. Okay, I'm going to try that. It's a good stick. You know, it's, it's mild, but it's, it's a good, mild cigar. Definitely worth trying. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. All right, so question I have. Now, obviously, we had COVID. 2020 was a hell of a year for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now we're trying to move to the other side. What are some of the things that Rocky, I guess maybe events, or what are some of the things that now just try to put the, you know, the cigar industries back on the map to mm-hmm. keep the name recognition out there? Mm-hmm. Does Rocky Patel have anything planned? Do you personally or the reps... Are you starting to now say, you know what, we can start to go out to these different lounges and start mm-hmm. to do some different events? What does that look like? What's, what's the conversation like that at yeah. the uh, at the board level? Events have been uh, interesting as a whole. Uh, events have been a uh, they've been a sticky situation throughout all this. Obviously, you can't have the during all the regulations. You're going to have people in in the same way. So we we did some Zoom events and things like that during that time, but they never seemed to pan out in the right way. Uh, they, were, they were always a little lackluster. Uh, but now that we're getting back into it, I know I'm doing more events. I know across the board we're doing more. But even now, they're still a little iffy. I, I did an event at a shop recently. I won't say what shop, but did an event at a shop recently. I kill it at this shop every single time I do an event there. I, I do events there four times a year. And every single time I do it, we have a good event. And that particular day, we had like a dozen people show up. And it was my first event with them since COVID, pretty much. And it just, it didn't hit in the same way. So there, and who knows what it was. I mean, it was a beautiful day. I'd say now, is it the marketing of the lounge owner, how they marketed that event? Right. He, he always does a good job. You know, okay. the, this shop is one of those shops that puts it out there. Maybe it was because it was one of the first nice days that we'd had in a while, so people were out doing other things. Maybe it was still a little bit of COVID fears. I don't know, but events have been a little iffy. I'm still doing them, and I'm getting back into them, but that has been a little iffy. As far as during the pandemic went, though, during the heart of it, we did pretty well. You know, cigar smokers as a whole seem to start buying more yeah, it's coming out more. better to do yeah i mean at the end of the day if you were let's say a guy who smoked you know two cigars three times a week after work you came into the lounge you sat down you smoked two or three cigars whatever it might be that's what you did two or three times a week but 
during the pandemic, let's say you're working from home, you've got some disposable income because you aren't doing your vacation, you aren't going out to eat in the same way, and you got a place to smoke, why wouldn't you smoke a cigar while you're working from home? 100% you would. So that guy who was buying six cigars a week was now buying a box a week. And we saw that kind of across the board. The first two or three months when everything shut down was crap, like it was for everybody. But after that, once we hit June, July, my sales went through the damn roof. And not just me, but everybody across the board. Shops were doing better. Once it hit that nice warm time frame and people had kind of settled into things, boom, sales went through the frickin' roof. So we made it work. Uh, thanks for having me, Smoke World. Uh, my name's Ski. I got a question for you, Alex. Uh, what's Rocky's Patel most popular cigar of all time? Of all time? I mean, if we're going just sales-wise, probably the 99, but if we're going general popular opinion, the AOR has been definitely our most lauded cigar. People love that stick. Uh, that's our age-limited rare, the second edition one. And that one we only make so much of, which, I mean, it, it's rough because you get a popular cigar, you get a cigar that's high-rated, and it ends up being a limited edition that flies off the shelves. But that's probably the best cigar that we've ever made, in my opinion. It is, it is rich, it is smooth, it, it, it's just, it's got everything going for it. And uh, that's one that if you can find it, you gotta pick it up. You gotta cool. pick it up. Cool. I'm sorry, I gotta piggyback on my brother Israel's uh, comment mm -hmm. in reference to this $20 Rocky Patel sticks because Smoke World, those who listen to Smoke World are probably laughing right now, but Smoke <laughs> World has a certain price range. You know, $12, 13 at the most. And he tell me Rocky Patel's coming out with a cigar. Twenty dollars? Yeah. What's yeah. going on right now? Who, who are you fighting? Who, who are they going against? I can name some companies, but I'm not going to do that. But who, I mean, are we, who are we challenge? Who are we in competition with? If the twenty dollars sticks. And because now I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, that's not what Rocky's been known for. Really, he mm hasn't -hmm. came out with anything for twenty bucks. So, are you have people gun shy? We have one cigar that's at that price point, the Rocky Patel Fifty. And that's uh, like a twenty-two dollar price point before any taxes. Right. And that cigar, anytime I've had anybody smoke it, they loved it. You know, when you're, when you're paying the extra for a cigar, typically what you're paying for is the aging. You're paying for, you're paying for it to be sat on for a period of time and be aged a proper amount. You know, you're paying that money for Padron, not because they have tobacco that nobody can get. You're paying that because they have a process that they go through that you are you are paying for that service essentially you're paying for it to be aged for you know five years you're paying for for it to be you know taken care of properly in that time frame so in that sense that's kind of what we're competing with we're competing with that side of it and yeah we haven't been known to do that so that's part of the reason we're going into it more too because we gotta compete on that market you know we can do the ten dollar cigar all day we can do the eight dollar cigar all day you know, you can go for the edges at eight bucks. You can go for a vintage at ten bucks. You can do our quarter century, our AOR at twelve or fourteen bucks. But we don't have a lot of cigars that fall into that category, and that again is its own particular category. It's not for everybody, right? You know? Because I asked that question based on the COVID, the financial stability, the economics of where we are at as a country. Mm -hmm. 
for Rocky to say, you know what, I'm going to come out with a $20 stick. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about There's that right now. There's a market for it at the end of the day. You know? And gotcha. is, it, is it going to be a thing that I'm selling 20 boxes of at a clip? Probably not. But it's going to be something to add to that market and give something quality-wise to show, hey, this is what Rocky can do. You know, we aren't just the guys who make the edges that you scoop up by the handful. We're also the guys who make the cigar that'll compete with the Davidoff, and you'll smoke it and go, this is a damn good cigar. Okay. You know, we are both of those things. Gotcha. We aren't going to forget the other guys. We're still going to keep making the cigars for the average person, but we can also add the other element to it. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, when is that supposed to happen? You say maybe so. That's going to be midsummer. Uh, yeah, midsummer, July. So okay. our PCA, that's the uh, Premium Cigar Association. That's the big trade show, and usually we release most of our cigars or new cigars at that gotcha. period. So that will begin on July 9th. Uh, so it'll run to the 13th. Yes, sir. And uh, whenever that gets done, people put their orders in, do their thing, and uh, then we'll be, we'll be shipping them out, and hopefully they'll be hitting the shelves by the beginning of August. Now, on that same subject, can you talk about the blend of that cigar? Unfortunately, I can't. Unfortunately, okay, I can't. Okay. I would I, love to. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, trying. I'm if trying. You, if you don't ask, you're not going to get an I'm answer, trying. right? You got to ask. Uh, I just can't answer, unfortunately. So uh, they're being more tight-lipped in general about blends, uh, but specifically on the new stuff. You know, there's certain things I can say, certain things I can't. Right. Blends is one of those things, unfortunately. Now, Rocky Patel does... Do they sell by region? What's the most that they sell, like, in the northeast, south? Is it... Yeah, so cigars, it's interesting. Different regions definitely play better, you know, and some of it's population-based and some of it is tax-based. So my particular region is big, specifically because Pennsylvania has no no, uh, tobacco tax. Right. So you get a lot of people like distributors and whatnot that fall into PA and do business there. So I get a lot of business out of that. Generally speaking, if you were to look at the spots that do the most business with any given company, you're gonna have three particular areas that'll be on that top list. One of them is going to be either the Mid-Atlantic or the Northeast, depending on how they section things off. But generally that Mid-Atlantic region, so my area, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, for the most part. After that, you have Florida and Texas. Some places, Texas is higher than this area. Other places, you know, Florida might be higher. Texas and Florida, two reasons as well. They have very low tax. They don't have no tax. I think Florida has no tax, but they have very low tax at the very least. And they have pretty much great cigar smoking weather all year round. Up here, we got to deal with the winter. Once it hits after Christmas, once we hit mid-December, towards the tail end of December, things go off a cliff. And they're like that until March. Mm. So, and that's the winter at the end of the day. Nobody's going out and smoking, you know. You're not sitting outside smoking a cigar during the winter. The lounges get packed, but the golf courses go empty. So, you know, that's a a bit of a give or take. And as great as a lounge like Sessions or any other place is, 
you don't make so much money off of people sitting here. You make them off of them buying and getting out. Yes. Yes. Now, speaking of the PCA, have you been to the PCA before? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so photos, for those who are listening, may not be familiar with the PCA is. Mm-hmm. It's the Premium Cigar Association. And can you give us a little bit of what takes place? Because it's not for the cigar smokers, for the retailers. Yeah. So, so kind of give us a little idea of what takes place at the PCA. So the PCA is uh, a new name. This will be the first year that they will be operating the show underneath this new name. Prior to the PCA, most people will probably know it as the IPCPR, which was the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. Prior to that, it was the RTDA, which is the Retail Tobacconist Distributors Association. They didn't like distributors. That sounded weird. So they changed it from RTDA to IPCPR, and now it's the PCA, Premium Cigar Association. So whenever we say the PCA or the IPCPR, we're talking mainly about the show. It's an organization that basically functions as a lobbying group itself, but they sponsor or host the trade show, the big trade show that we do each year. And that's whenever people usually talk about it, that's what they're talking about. A lot of times we just call it the show. Uh, The show's in Vegas, and uh, every year we have the show, usually sometime in July, used to be the tail end of June. We go out to Vegas and we showcase all of our new products run specials, talk with retailers, go out and, you know, hobnob, rub elbows, have fancy dinners. Uh, As I like to call it, it's mandatory recreation. And that's for those retailers. For those Mm -hmm. retailers that come out, you're you're showing off the new stuff to those retailers. Yep. And we're... Not the customers, obviously. And and they've talked about opening it up to customers as as kind of a way to, to bring a little extra money in and give customers a chance to do it because it's almost like that... It's almost like that forbidden fruit for a lot of consumers. They're like, oh, that trade show. Like, I wish I could go to that. You know, if I was a retailer, if I was a rep, I could go to that thing. At the end of the day, it's not much different than any other trade show anybody's ever been to. You work in almost any industry, they're going to have a trade show, and you're probably going to go to it at some point in time. And it's not really much different than that, except for the fact that we smoke cigars and we're selling leisure instead of selling, you know, medical equipment or selling airlines or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's almost the same as any of that. You go work the show floor, you try and get new customers, you try and and show what your new stuff is, you go out at night and you party and you drink and you smoke and you hang out. Party again. Yep, until it's three o'clock in the morning, you get your ass up at six so you can get to the trade show again. And you do it again and again and again for five days, and you go home exhausted. <laughs> it's a really good time, and it's also something that I need to recover from for a week afterwards. <laughs> Especially now that I'm a dad and older, and it's a young like man's game now, you know? Well, gentlemen, you guys have anybody else have another question? Hold on. Yeah, I'd like to know um, about the number six. All right, the number six. So... Thanks for bringing that up. Number six is a great stick. Number six comes out of Honduras. It's got Nicaraguan tobacco in it. Stays on that medium-bodied side, Corojo wrapper. Got rated number nine cigar of the year, which, of course, number six got rated number nine. So, you know. (laughs) Why why wouldn't you do that? I got to imagine that they did it on purpose. Because realistically, any cigar rated between six and ten, doesn't matter what your position is on that, right? You're not in the top five. But you're in the top 10. Doesn't matter if you're number six or you're number 10. You're in the top 10. Doesn't really matter. 
So of course, they're gonna look at the number six and go, <laughs> 69, yeah. Absolutely. So we got rated number nine. Uh, really great stick though, lots of complexity to it. You get some sweetness, you get some spice out of it. It stays on that medium body. It's got enough flavor that a full body person will like it, but it doesn't have so much body that somebody who likes something mild won't be able to smoke it. It's a really good stick, definitely check it out. You can find it at Sessions and almost every other Rocky Patel retailer in this area and any Rocky Patel retailer out there as long as the rep's doing a decent job. Anybody else? Anything else? Like I said, well, is there anything that we may have not covered that you want to let the folks know that Rocky may be doing that we uh, didn't discuss? Let's see here. Check out the Rocky Patel lounges if you get a chance. If you're in a city where they have them, that's the Rocky Patel burn lounges. Mm -hmm. We have... I think we have six of them, but I think I can only name five towns. Wait, wait, what's the closest to this closest region? Closest to here is out in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So if you're out in Pittsburgh, check out the lounge there. It's over by the stadiums down on the uh, South Shore uh, or North Shore. Uh, really nice spot there. We got one in Atlanta. We got one in Oklahoma City. We got one in Naples. Uh, and we got another one somewhere that I can't remember right now. But... Go and check out those lounges. They're nice spots. Good spot to have a drink, a smoke, hang out. Bit of a nightclub feel, but you can smoke a cigar. And uh, there's a million dollar question. Do they sell other cigars besides Rocky? Yeah, everything I, is I smoke all sorts of stuff, man. Again, I came from the boutique side, so right. I love trying different stuff. Right now, I've been on the Blackbird. Black, okay. I've been on Blackbird like crazy. The, uh, the Blackbird, I think it's the Crow, the purple banded one. Yeah, I like that. That one with the purple is great. It's got a Brazilian Matafina wrapper on it, and I love Matafina. So I've been on that one a lot. Um, the Mil Dias by Crowned Heads. Okay. They got a new limited edition they've been doing. That's a great stick. Um, you know, I, I work for Rocky. I like my Rocky cigars. But at the end of the day, there's too much out there to smoke to only smoke one brand. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'll plug other brands, too. Why not? Because they're good sticks out there. I used to work for Black Label Trading Company. Go check out any of their sticks. If you're into boutique cigars that are heavy-bodied, check them out. They're great, too. The James is a great dude behind that, James Brown, not to be confused with the singer. Yeah, right. Uh, Get on a good foot. He's a great guy and makes some really good stuff. You know, try out different things. If all you ever do is smoke one cigar, it's like all you're ever doing is eating one food. You're missing out on a whole spectrum of flavor out there. So go out and try new things. Oh, man. Well, thanks, Brother Alex. I appreciate you being a guest on Smoke World. No problem. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Smoke World in the books. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at Smoke World Podcast. Email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com. Again, the website is doing things. The cigar deals are out there. So check out the website, smokeworldpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and like. Folks, I truly appreciate your support. Again, thanks for listening, and we will check you out on the other side. Peace.